Hello Gasheads and welcome to the latest episode of Gas Gas. I'm your host Duke and back at the hallowed ground of the sporty, I'm joined by Nick Weeks and Metz. How are you doing chaps? Very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. You, you put out your cigarettes from the sporters uh, coach then? <laughs> Just in people's eyes, you know? <laughs> Can't get away from Make that. sure you behave yourself on those coaches. Yeah. After you've eaten your egg and crust sandwiches, of course. So we're, we're back. Not, not a lot's happened, really, since we've last recorded. It's been, been quite quiet, really. Um, actually, looking at the schedule, we, we, we've done all right. So, um, yeah, Rovers, we obviously ran out 2-0 winners at Brisbane Road last night, which makes it three wins and three clean sheets on the bounce for the gas. I mean, a, a Stato can probably tell us when that last happened, but I'm, I'm sure it was a while ago. I think our, our last um, three wins on the trot was Graham Coughlin. Would you believe? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, sounds sounds like a confident kind of stat. Yeah, but I mean, form is is looking really good. Dominant display last night, Mets to, to follow up against the uh, the one Stevenage, and um, yeah, we're, we're looking great guns. What I mean, what impressed you most about last night? Um, last night, especially, I think the the way that we actually you know looked like a passing team. You know, just knocking it around the midfield was absolutely incredible. The hard work, obviously, having Evan, like all of our attacking midfielders on in one go, you're kind of expecting it. But even I was impressed with how we were knocking it around. Um, and it just, it overwhelmed Leighton Orient. For the first 15 minutes, we absolutely battered them. Like, really battered them. I don't know how we went 1-0 up already, but that was, that was the main thing. And I think that was following on from Stevenage as well, because I think... Especially Finley, who when he was suspended was such a loss for us, just controls that midfield so well. And I mean, Coots, as much as I've derided him a lot, and I still do, I was shouting at the telly last night, <laughs> a couple of mistakes he made. He does do that kind of like holding role quite well. I don't yeah, like the, it. The, the Bristol Javi you're on about. Uh, is that what you're calling him? Uh, <laughs> when, he, when he kind of pulls back into the back three, he looks dreadful because he's trying to play passes that are beyond his ability. But if he just screens in front, getting in there, dirty stuff, he, that's where his strengths are. And it gives a platform for them, you know, your talented players, like your Finleys, like your Evans, like your Andersons, to actually go and go and play a bit. So that how we controlled it in the midfield both, over both games was really impressive for me. Yeah, so, so Weeksy, let's talk about the defence and another clean sheet. Uh, Nick Anderton, he, he drops out. Late, I think yeah. illness. Harry Anderson. I mean, he's he's not known for his defensive work, but he slotted in at left back. Didn't really seem to to unsettle the the back four. I mean, we had a few hairy moments, but I mean, we we seem solid again. Yeah, I mean, it was a worry when we saw Nick Anderson drop out. Um, it's the same type of thing that happened to Oldham, and then we all know what happened to Oldham. So, um, yeah, I think mean, that was the most impressive thing for me last night. And going on from what Matt said, we were so dominant that first half and then into the second half is where we had to dig in a little bit and it just you sat there and then you know you've got a 19 year old right back two 20 year old centre halves and then well really what right or left winger at left back you know and they were absolutely superb all game and I, um, I put on Twitter that my man of match was Harry Anderson he does such a good job for us um, and he can you know dig in wherever, wherever and Joey seems to like him I'm um, always commenting about him online and things like that. So, um, 
Yeah, really impressive, considering a lack of experience like that. Yeah, and I, I mean, we, we were talking before we started recording, obviously, we all love Connor Taylor. I mean, how, how can you not love the man? But he, he had an off game. He had an off game, and, and we still got a, a, a clean sheet. I mean, there's, there's something about the, the team, isn't there, Mets, that even when we're not firing on all cylinders, we're still looking pretty commanding. Yeah, and that's obviously the sign. You know, it's one of those old cliches, isn't it? When you win, when you don't play very well. The last three games we played really well, but I look back to games, especially the men, like the Warsaw game, sticks out in my mind where we were rubbish, like really crap, and we still kind of grind out a one 0 win. It's it's a a nice feeling to have as a as a team when you can you know, play crap and and win. But like you said, Connor Taylor, he had a wobble. And he's been arguably, well, I don't think arguably, I don't think anyone here disagrees, he's been our best centre-back this season by a, a country mile. Yeah. Him having a wobble didn't kind of send us into a spin. He's got Connolly there with him. And obviously Hall has been slotting in at right back, looking really good. Even having Anderson come in at left back didn't really disrupt us that much. It's, it's a sign of a yeah nice, settled, kind of continuous team. I like it. Yeah, I think it was probably one of Connolly's best games just for the fact that, that Taylor was having a wobble and he was just so assured. And and I think in, in linking the, the play as well, he, he brought it out and he got a lot of our good attacks going from, from the back. So, I mean, that, that poses the question, I mean, what what's our, our, our best 11? Like, surely it's what we saw last night. Obviously, Evans came in. I mean, Nick Anderton is, is probably unlucky to, to miss out. Obviously, illness, but you can't really look um, past the, the, the 11 we had out there last night, given week two. No, I don't think you can. Um, it's strange at left-back, it seems to be the only position really that probably isn't tied down. Because, you know, Josh Grant's come in, done well. I think Nick Anderton's actually underrated. I don't think he gets the praise that he deserves. He's a bit of a warrior. I oh, know. Mets is looking <laughs> at me like you're joking. Um, but I, I, I don't mind him at all. Um, you know, from last season when we had about 18 left backs to choose from. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we keep it as it is, you know, because Harry Anderson going back there that allowed Evans to come back in the side. And we were talking about on the way back from Stevenage, you know, where does Evans fit back into this side? And the only one I suggested would be or you could play off of the left because the other three Finley um, Elliot Anderson and Coops probably nailed it down over the last few weeks but um, it's good problems to have mm, it, I mean it is real strength and depth isn't it Mets I mean how would you line up for the extra game I'd go I'd go unchanged again mm. I think Joe Barton said it himself you know a winning team picks itself it is a bit harsh on Evans but I think Elliot Anderson's keeping him out the side at the minute and that is an unbelievable job from an on-loan kind of player. The only player I'd look at if I was going to be really picky might be Sam Dickerson. I don't think he's... He looked dangerous last night, but he's he's not quite been at the races the last few games. He's, you know, played his part, but he hasn't been chipping in with goals as much as the other kind of players around him have. So he'd be the only one that I'd be tempted. But then, like you said, strength and depth, if you've got players like... Well, I mean, Sean Spence hasn't been seen in months... When you can bring Leon Clark off the bench, you know, like our strength and depth is is incredible. I think. Yeah, I think it's a, a classic example, and I think Joey said it himself. Don't change a winning team, and and obviously, if we need to to change it up with with injuries, then we've got that strength and depth. Or or if we need to change it up in a match, if, if things aren't going well, then we've got 
plenty of quality to bring off the, the bench or some game changes at the end or, or people to come on and shore up and it's, it's a really nice headache to, to have. I mean, weeks we got to talk about um, Billy, um, Elliot Anderson. I mean, he's, he's been absolutely insane. I mean, you were at Stevenage yeah. where you saw him notch his first professional goal. I mean, what has he brought to the side since he's joined us? Just that bit of class, that bit of composure. Um, I'm on about it to my little boy all the time. Play with your head up. And he barely looks at his feet. If you didn't watch him play, the ball comes, gets fired into him, he's under control, lets it run across his body, skips past bears. He's just given that creativity that we needed, which just creates so many more chances. Little balls around the corner. But also, and probably everyone has noticed this, he can mix it. Mm. I've seen him go and get the ball back uh, or not let somebody take it off of him. And what was he, 19? 19 years old, coming down from the Premier League, sometimes you might think might not fancy it in League 2, but fair play, he's, he's brought so much steel, and like you said, to even have the conversation that Evans might not be in the side, that shows how good he is for me. Yeah, yeah I thought he was going to be crazy. another, I thought he was going to be another cold kick, because it's like, attacking yeah. midfielder, yeah. online Premier League club, but no, like we used to say, he gets stuck in, I love it, but obviously I love that. But also, like, his close control, one of the last home game, he, Absolutely sat one of the defenders down. He was he had it like right on the dead ball line. Little flip flap, yeah, boom, see yeah. It, gone. It's just like lovely little bit of skill, and he's got him in absolute spades as well as being able to stick a dirty little elbow in. I love it. Yeah, he's he's a complete player, isn't he? He, he just glides, yeah, doesn't he? I mean, there was that clip when he made his debut. Wait, Sutton, I, I think it was, and and he he picked it up just in front of the, his, his box and he just glided all the way up to their, their byline. I mean, he's, he's on another level and we got to thank our lucky stars that we, we got him. And it, it was a bit of luck that we managed to, yeah, to bring him I, in. We were looking at another player, weren't we? Yeah, I think Joey mentioned it, didn't he, in his press match. He said the other player we were going for wasn't as good. <laughs> yeah. I think he's pulled strings up at Newcastle, clearly. Yeah, we, we were going to sign Mets and uh, yeah, <laughs> fell through. I've got the dirty side. I haven't got any talent whatsoever. <laughs> That's the only bit I can do. Yeah, Give Paul Cooks around for his money. Play that way. Fair play, fair play. And, and I mean, like an, another stand-up player, we, we we've got loads in inside at the moment. But Aaron Collins, I mean, he's he's come on leaps and bounds, hasn't he? I think that that Oxford game was massive for him. It was a slow start, but but now three goals and three. I Messi's mean, got to be one of the first names on the team sheet, surely. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And like you said, he did have a slow start, but it was always there. You could always see. If he wasn't scoring goals, he was doing the hard work for the for the team. I remember the Oldham game at home when they were absolutely terrible. Just did not stop running. Gave their defenders like an absolute torrid, torrid time. And he, he does it. Whatever, whoever we play, he's always there, nipping away. He's always he's got this really weird thing where he's got like really spindly long legs that can kind of just. Yeah. He looks like he's losing control yeah, of it, yeah. and he'll just kind of nick it away. He can, he's quick as well across the ground and obviously I mean he can finish both feet he's a you know, real coup obviously we got him from Forest Green and they're not missing him at all which is yeah. bizarre yeah. but even when we don't have a number nine you know we haven't missed it at times when Pittman's been out of class been injured and all that kind of stuff because we've had Collins there to almost not really be that like target number nine just that kind of focal point of the team you know you can give him the ball you know you're going to get it back and yeah you can unleash a shot I think at the start of the season a little bit too much he was drifting out wide like kind of trying to be that classic number 10 trying to link the play whereas a little bit more central now he 
and I, I just think his his goals return is obviously showing showing for it. He's our top goal scorer now, isn't he? I, I love everything about him. I, yeah. I think he's absolutely mint. And that Oxford game, I, I won't forget that for a long time. That was absolutely amazing. You can pull that out of the bag, you know, like. I was going to say, I mean, that Oxford goal was was insanely good. I was going to say, probably one of my favourite goals of his was last night. I mean, it, it was just yeah. that, that fox-in-the-box poacher finish, which I think has been lacking from his game. And, and that is what you want Desire from, a, well. from a striker, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, he didn't deserve to get that. There was two defenders in front of him and he's muscled them out of the way, I mean, as much as he can because he's lanky. And, yeah. But he's, it's just desire, it's pure desire to get in there. And yeah, he got his goal and well deserved. And and, and you do that and, and you get probably upwards of five goals a season, which is massive for a striker. Yeah. Um, we, we've obviously spoken about the, I mean, We've got clean sheets coming out of our ears. We've got goals coming out of our ears. I mean, in terms of the, the clean sheets, I mean, I was going to go on and, and talk about the, the back four, but we've we kind of done that earlier. So, I mean, how important has the, the front players been in the, the clean sheet? I think it often goes unnoticed, but it's, it's a really key part of the, the modern game. And I think we're doing that, that really well, aren't we, Weeksy, like pressing from the front? Yeah, and just going on with, I think that starts with Aaron Collins, um, putting uh, defenders under pressure. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but in recent weeks, when our defenders got the ball, you know, we're speaking about uh, Connolly before we started recording, how well he's bringing it out from the back. Other teams aren't putting us under pressure. If you watch other, other teams' centre-halves, you know, Aaron Collins is on them. It just doesn't give them a moment and it's just defending from the front. If they get through him, we've got two high-sitting centre midfielders um, in Elliot Anderson um, and Finley. I mean, I'll hate to play against Sam Finley. It must be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> and, you know, because they know they can go because Coops is always going to be sat there. Um, so, yeah, I think you're dead right. From the front, you know, um, Nicholson and Harry Anderson who've been playing in that front three. They're industrious. Um, and we go right to the end as well, don't we? We never look like... I think, uh, to be fair, actually, Tuesday, I thought we tired a little bit, which I think is understandable. Um, but yeah, the fitness of the players and that full respect to the fitness team um, in the back of the staff. Um, with Aaron Collins again, we'll go back to him again, he seems much more stronger um, since the start of the season. He's not as spindly as he was, I don't think. He's trying to get his Jack Grealish cards on the go. They're getting there. <laughs> Keep going, Aaron. They're getting there. But um, yeah, definitely defending from the front. It's just not that bad for. I think the rest of the team feel like they've got responsibility because that back four is so young. I think that's where, where Coops is invaluable as well, just sitting there and you can kind of help them out because he's so deep almost next to them sometimes. Um, so yeah, it's all positive, isn't it, really? Like I said, clean sheets, loads of goals. It's all, all a little bit too much, to be honest. And I think actually going to a back four has made us much more solid compared to wing backs because yeah. I think Swindon, especially away, like the ball was getting caught on the pitch like, a lot. And having him just as a stay-at-home right-back helps so much and it does mean that we can play that 4-2-3-1 and let the attackers just go off and do it because they know that behind them it's, it's all covered if it breaks down and it, it doesn't work out whereas at the start of the season like Exeter away I don't want to bring it up because we've got playing on Saturday but Jesus Christ we've got caught out so much where full-backs are up over the top and they were just in time and time again so like the actual change of formation as well as help to say like no way nothing it's probably my only worry that where we seem to got so many good centre midfielders don't want him Joey to do what he did at Oldham he was cramming players in 
So I don't want him to get tempted and go to that three at the back so you can get more midfielders on the pitch. Just keep that four at the back. Ever since we've been playing that, we've got a different side of me. So Jake Barber on, on Twitter, he, he asked a question about the, the back four and, and left back. I mean, obviously, right back is has got to be nailed down for, for Luke Hall at the moment. And I was just looking at our, our choices of left back. They're all very different. Obviously, we've had Nick Anderton in, in there recent times. Anders Sun, he, he, he filled in yesterday and, and done a really good job. But we forget about um, Josh Grant as well. He's, I mean, he's kind of playing as a left wing back, but he done a really good job in there. Trevor Clark, can, can we remember him? Nope. I totally yeah. forgot about him. So, I mean, Jake's gone for it and he he, he says he likes Anderson as, as well, Weeksy. So I'm, yeah. I'm guessing that would be your, your go-to for, yeah. for left-back. Just um, left-back union as well, by the way. That's my position. <laughs> but um, I do like a left-footer there, personally. Um, I like Nick Anderson's height, strength. Um, however, he was very good on Tuesday. So, like I said, we don't really want to go changing a winning team too much. Um, if I was really, really pushed, I'd go with Nick Anderton. Yeah, I'd agree, actually. Anderton as a left-back, I quite like. Anderton as a left-centre-back is an absolute bomb scare. <laughs> so I'm quite happy to have him out there where he's got, you know, Connolly generally on that side to cover him in case he makes a complete blunder. Happy with that. Yeah, I, th- I think Airely is, as well, obviously, he's, he's an absolute unit and, and Leighton Orient I know they'd only scored like one goal in about 50 matches but set set pieces wise they, they were a threat and you kind of worried about the aerial presence we we had back there kind of far Connor Taylor so I mean Anderson does fit in like that and he, he is obviously going to be a bit more conservative because Anderson he was, he was great going forward but there, there was a few moments where we looked a little bit susceptible down the, down the left-hand side, but I mean, he's, he's not a defender, is he? I think um, Harry Smith called us a few problems last night. He's, he's if, if only he could finish, eh? Yeah, <laughs> that was some minutes, wasn't it? But um, he did cause us a problem. Uh, they're flinging it in the box and they kind of expect that sort of pressure, don't you? But I think he just, like you said, he, Anderson's a unit and just bolsters that defence a little bit more. Yeah, this is it. With, with all the other players you mentioned, I think Josh Grant at left more of a left wing back mm. and that's what he said his best position is despite playing what centre midfield centre back yeah, he said sure. left wing back is his best position then you've got Trevor Clark who's quite attacking Anderson who's a winger essentially and you can tell that by the way he was just halfway at the pitch like the majority of the game which in some ways is great because it puts their kind of right back under pressure but in a lot of ways it's especially in the first half in that first half after the first 15 minutes when they started getting back into the game coming a lot down our left and I think that was because Anderson is like up the pitch looking to attack and it just leaves that little gap whereas you wouldn't get that with Anderton how many how many players can we have with <laughs> similar know, names it's, it's, I'm, 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 I'm glad we got Billy as a nickname for Kelly <laughs> Anderson that's, that's helped us out massively but I mean uh, with our like attacking riches you kind of don't need like attacking defenders. I mean, Luke Hall has, has actually been—he's improved going forward. I would say I think that was, that was quite a shaky part of his, his game. But when we come up against the the better sides, obviously starting with excellent on Saturday, that's because I mean, let's be honest, it, it was it was a good performance last night. It wasn't as good as the Stevenage and, and Sutton performances. And Leighton Orient—I mean, they did have chances, and and against a better side. We might need that that solidity. But I mean, I, I just want to go on to 
how good it is to be able to talk about promotion and, and we can obviously debate about where we should be overall and many would say that we're, we're kind of still over uh, sorry underachieving in the grand schemes of things but we're now in red hot form i mean it's got it's got to be a, a promotion push isn't it i mean how, how are how are we looking we see i don't want to be criticized being too positive here and we discuss it after i believe we've got into in sight of the playoffs earlier than i expected i thought our upturning form might wasn't going to be as dramatic as it has been so I was expecting maybe middle of March we were going to start threatening. Um, I was looking at the table, probably spent too much time at work looking at the table, if I'm honest. Um, looking at Tranmere and Northampton chaps, we're nine points behind Tranmere, two games in hand, and we've got to go there. I'm, I'm, I think we should be looking towards those teams now. Um, that's very positive for me and probably a little bit blinkered and maybe a little bit blue tinted glasses if you like but I can't see why not we look so strong confidence is running for not only the team club as a whole and I think we'll see Saturday how it'll be a big crowd and should be pretty boisterous um, yeah I think you should be looking at top three yeah. I've said it and I'll stick with it now so I was, I was getting a bit excited before the Oldham game because I was looking like past Oldham thinking right we'll just kind of go on that was a bit of a slap in the face a bit of cold water and I was thinking do you know what we've still got in us and I, actually the Oldham game it's because um, we're talking about before Taylor came off with his um, heart problem and I thought that's pretty much the end of our playoffs hopes. like Taylor and out for the end of the season lose against an easy win which should be against Oldham but side note they've got an absolutely amazing run on the show yeah, since yeah. it's come back in so I don't think there's any really uh, much pride loss in losing against them but since then yeah three wins and we've looked incredible I think playoffs is more than achievable considering the games we have and the teams we've still got to play I think also I just I've got a feeling it's just going to be a bit too much I think it's going to be that little bridge too far <laughs> But, I mean, Saturday, this is why Saturday is so important, because we lose, I, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. We draw, it's a good result. We yeah. win. I'm booking whatever. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a real witness test. It's a promotion party. That yeah. is, like, I'm on it. I'm on board, then. I just think that Oldham game is going to end up being a blessing in disguise. I think that might have been the kick up the backside that they may have needed and just a bit of a reality check look lads you can still slip up in this league um, and looking at Exeter disgusting old man maybe a point wouldn't be a bad result and then go and beat Barrow Tuesday four points next two games are still on the run aren't we yeah yeah exactly and we're obviously not going to go through the rest of the season without losing and it's, it's going to happen it's got it's law of averages we, we played Oldham at an inopportune moment we got, got our, our tactics wrong but the the form after that has, has been incredible and, and, and like we've discussed Saturday is going to be the litmus test for for promotion for I don't want to say it too loud for automatic promotion <laughs> we're, we're not we're not getting carried away on gas gas I, I promise you that so I mean how, how do we see Saturday going Mets it's I think it's going to be another Mansfield game where, like, it's just two teams that are going to quite come quite close to cancelling each other out. I mean, if, if I was going to bet on anyone, it'd be Exeter, frankly. Red hot form, like, top top of the form table, just unbelievable at the moment. I'm just kind of thinking how they kind of turned us over 
at their place earlier in the season. I've got like PTSD about that, to be honest. But I, I'm with Weezy. I think a draw would be a good result for us because it does keep us keep, keeps the momentum going and keeps it keeps us uh, keeps us in it. But I don't think a, a loss will really derail our season. Like I thought, Holden would, but apparently, you know. That hasn't at all, but it wouldn't be the end of the world, a loss at home to Exeter, as much as that hurts, because you don't want to lose to a, a localish rival and all that kind of stuff, and it should be cracking atmosphere. But I just, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous, proper nervous, which is in itself really like a, uh, you a different feeling this season. There's not been many games I've gone to at home where I'm like, I know there's a lot riding on this, it's just like. <coughs> we're playing a game and we're mid-table and it doesn't matter now I'm like it's all I've thought about since last night I'm just like right excellent oh, yeah, where am I going to go like, like for a drink and all that I'm like planning my weekend already all around Exeter and I'm just like I haven't had that pretty much all season so it's, it's a nice nice conundrum to have yeah I'm, I'm, I'm the same as Weeksy I don't know if my employees aren't, aren't listening but I've been staring at the table so much and it, it, it does make a massive difference and obviously we, we come up on here and we analyse everything going on in the, in the, the club and obviously we, we, we try to put a serious um, tone on it sometimes and, and really look into it but then there's a part of the football fan of just enjoying it and I've loved going to, to games I mean the, the atmosphere has been brilliant and, and like, like the football we've served up it's, it's not like we're just grinding out these victories and we're like, okay, we can keep grinding out victories and get promotion. We're playing incredible stuff. So, I mean, what, what's it been like for you, Weeksy? I mean, you've been to quite a few away games as well recently, like atmosphere-wise and, and the football you've uh, watched. Yeah, it feels like the old atmosphere is back, you know, and it's good for me from a selfish point of view because my little lad comes to me, he's only nine, so he's only ever known rubbish it's gone with you so seeing his face at Stevenage and loving it you know that's what it's all about and seeing how unhappy again like you said that nervous feeling about Saturday and looking forward to it again that's what football's all about right like enjoy it um, sometimes I think we are probably all a bit guilty of like DC as you said one game away from disaster I think we need to remember we can afford to lose some games and still get in the playoffs it will be okay as everyone stays calm but um yeah, it's, it's great just to see the team. It almost feels like it's hard to judge right now because it's still very early days of this team. But you know, the old DC teams where they all used to be very close, didn't they? And they had like, you know, real close change room and everything. And that seems like it's back. And that's just coming onto the terraces as well. Um, and it's just really good to see. And it's exciting. I can't wait. I just want it to be Saturday now. I just want it to be Saturday. And I think draw would be a good result. But. I don't want to be excellent, do you? They must be looking at us thinking, don't really want to go to the members weekend. Even though they're in the form they're in, nobody really wants to play us. So, like Matt says, I reckon we'll probably end up cancelling each other out. And I don't think that'll be a bad thing at all. Um, I'll take a win, though. <laughs> a win, and then we're getting really excited. But, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I suppose one of the, the worries we've, we've got, I know, I know you just bigged it up with the positivity I mean we can't have that for, for too long on, on this podcast it's, it's a question we had on Twitter from John Sands and it, it you, you spoke about the, the DC promotion and, and, and the fact especially the one from conference up to, to League 2 those were players that were always going to stick with us and, and they were with us for the ride I suppose one of the the issues we may have is is players out of contract 
players that could be well sought out after, like Nicholson and particularly Evans as well. And like some of our key performers have been on, on loan as well. I mean, our, our, our centre-back pairing of, of Taylor and Conley, I mean, we were speaking beforehand, weren't we, about Taylor. I mean, he's, he's way too good for League Two. And then Elliot Anderson, I mean, he's way too good for League Two as well. So, I mean, Mets, I mean, how concerning is that, especially if we don't get promotion? And obviously we're going to go up, maybe not top, probably second. But if, but if that doesn't happen, how, how worrying is that? Here's a worry, considering like the rebuild that we've had the last two seasons, two summers in a row, and especially this season, it just goes to show like what a slow start kind of does to you, and kind of getting those players into like together as a group to lose that again over the summer is like a you know it's a reset. But having said that, it's a it's kind of a nice problem to have when you've got good players and you're worried about losing them, and it's like if we don't get promoted. What are we going to do? It's, it's obviously a nice, nice uh, problem to have. If we don't get promoted, we're losing Evans, we're losing Taylor. Just straight off the bat, I think Nicholson might stay. I think quite likes here. Um, if we get promoted, then we've got a, a, a chance to keep both Evans and Taylor, which I think are the two that I hate to lose out of everyone. Um, there are a couple of players out of contract that I don't really care about, like Coots. Um, I know he's captain, but I really don't him at all. I think Whelan's going to be a coach next year anyway, so there's, there's going to be a rebuild either way, like to a certain extent, but having those key players, I mean, who's the, I don't think it's realistic if we get promoted that we're going to keep Elliot Anderson. No, he's, he's going to be championship next year, so there's going to be gaps in the squad, definitely, either way. It's the recruitment that goes into it that's going to be key and I think this summer and especially this January we've got a lot of it right you know, if you look at our January recruitment we've got um, Anderson has been brilliant Connolly has been solid Loft has been dog shit um, so you know two out of three in bad I've got faith in that we will be able to find those kind of next lot of players to take us on if it's if it's next season and we don't get promoted to kind of from the very start have us right up there if it's promotion the kind of players that can be good for us in League One kind of thing yeah I've not got really that much trepidation about it to be honest yeah and I think with with that being said I think we have got a strongish nucleus of players that will stay I mean and and that really love playing for the, the club I mean we've only got to look at the man behind the sticks Belshaw I mean he, he loves being a gasser doesn't he you see he really enjoys being at the club he's, he's, he's so good I, I, you know I thought we were lucky to have Yakola you know he's always done well but Belshaw I wasn't expecting it and I think that's a bonus I wasn't expecting it to be so good and even earlier on in the season when things weren't so great Belshaw was that link wasn't he between the few away games um, I've been to and it wasn't very good Belshaw's always there he scored he's almost in your way end with us and that's what you want and I think that just that just tells the story of the, the team I've got at the minute and going back to the, um, the question about the, the rebuild I think at this level there's always an element of that anyway because if you a few perform they're going to go up through the leagues um, but I think the recruitment's definitely improved and quite a few of them that they've come in are quite liked and um, Joey seems to have those contacts up at Newcastle so there's another you know Billy Elliott out there and we'll have him another one you know we'll have the next one on the line but 
Yeah, I'm not overly concerned at the minute. I'm just concentrating on promotion training. I'm not trying not to be too positive again. Yeah. But, you know, but it, is a, board. it is a concern. Well, I'm, I think most of us are on board, but it's probably something they've got half an eye on. I'd like to think they're preparing for that just in case we don't get in the playoffs or go up. So I'm sure there's a plan. Yeah, and I think what's crucial for me is that we've finally got a DNA. Obviously, Joey had an idea of how he wanted to play this season and as we spoke about earlier that that included wing backs I mean we're not going to see wing backs again this season and that, I, I really like the formation and we've actually got the personnel that can play it so if we do lose some of those really key players for us we know what positions and what type of player we need to bring in and I think I think that's crucial and I think like Wild is as well. He's obviously backed Barton, and and Wild is here for the the foreseeable. So, in in terms of giving Barton the the, the war chest again, you, you you would think he would get back, wouldn't you, Mets? Yeah, he's, he's backed every manager. There's not been anyone like DC, Graham, Garner, Tisdale. Joey, none, none of them have complained that, well, Tisdale did moan about not getting a striker in, but from my ear, that was his own fault anyway, so um, no one's ever complained that they're not getting what they need from the board. Wiles been putting his hand in his pocket for a, you know, for a kind of smallish yeah. club in the southwest of England that, you know, why would you if you're a billionaire, but he, he absolutely loves it. Absolutely loves it, so yeah, I, I Fair play to him, I think. And, yeah, we've got no no qualms on, on budget next season. You know, sustainability isn't really a, a worry for us. When for most clubs, you know, most clubs run at the loss like we do. So yes, it's not not consideration for me. And as a football fan, I don't really care if he's losing two or three million a year. I'm happy. So that's that's the main thing. I'd like to be in that position to lose two million pounds myself every year. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. And Brighton's been back, and well, I was patient with him. And I'm, I'm pleased for him more than anything. That's a big call. Now. Yeah. It's easy to sack him. I mean, I mean, there was, there was a lot of Brighton out here, including this podcast, including this host too, as well. Yeah. One point, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think he. I think he was lucky. I think he was lucky at one stage. Um, game, I mean, Swindon was bad. Um, you know, I think that was at the end of that. You know, you always say you give a manager ten games, don't you? And I think yeah, it's towards the end of that ten-game block, and it wasn't getting better. But you know, you can't deny the progress. And you know, even if we didn't go up this season, I think another summer of improvement would be. I think we probably could demand top three then, and there'd be literally no excuses. And this summer, I mean, what do we have? 18 players come in, more even go. I mean, that's you're asking for a slow start there. And I know people don't want to hear that, we don't want to hear it as an excuse, but it's reality. And you know, we're bearing fruit now, so um, yeah, I'm reasonably happy and relaxed. The 18 players in, sorry, it's just reminded me when we were talking about left backs. Junior Brown's at the club. Still. Junior Bloody Brown. I mean, he, he didn't even make the schedule for the, the left backs. No. Oh, poor guy. I mean, I don't think we've seen him in a rugby shirt again, was he? I mean, no, he, he, he was just a cannon fodder to, to bring in. No. His last game, Harrogate away, I went up to that and he was terrible. And then he got subbed off injured and we ended up winning. And that was 
one of those times where I'm like, yeah, you know, wing backs need to stop. You know, Joey, this is like, and also Junior Brain needs to stop playing football. Like, just not just for us. I mean, I think, I think permanently, realistically, <laughs> horrible as much as that is horrible to say. But Junior's just walked into the pub. What's the word you met? And um, it just got me thinking. Thinking about the defenders and forgetting about um, Junior Brown. I mean, Alfie Kilgore, we, we got him to, to come back as, yeah. as well. I was thinking about him in the week and I thought, you know, he was our, you know, local lad shining light. I think that injury came at an unfortunate time for him. I don't think he's been the same players probably since pre COVID, to be honest with you, because he always looked like he had loads of potential. I mean, he's going to struggle to get back in. I think he gets back in the 11. I don't think he's anywhere near it, really, which is, I haven't been saying that a while back. But what's he going to be like in a confident team? I think I think that's the, the thing with, with Alf, is, is that obviously we were shite for ages yeah. and, and confidence was low. For, so for a, for a young lad, a, a young gasser being in that team, it's going to be difficult, but we know what being in a confident team does to players. So if, if Alfie can slot in and you've got bloody Billy whizzing it about in front of you like oh god it's, it's as easy and you've got Belcher behind you I mean we saw when Alfie first came in in the, in the uh, Coughlin days you know we were a confident side then and Alfie looked yeah. good didn't he to be fair so there's still time for him there's still time for him but maybe I don't need to be in the starting level this season but I think Joey quite likes him he seems to talk about him in a good way he's played him when he was fit um, you know it's still time for Alfie to progress yeah, I think that's a really good point about the Coughlin team because every man knew what they were about in, in the Coughlin team. And, and, and the thing with, with, with Alf, he just done the basics and, and then playing under Garner, trying to play it out. And I think with Alf, he, he quite likes trying to do it. Sometimes it, it comes off, but it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't work all the time and then you lose you lose your confidence. He's an out-and-out -out defender. He's a head-it-and-kick-it defender, isn't he? And, but that, there's nothing wrong with that in League, League 2 there's nothing wrong with a heading kick at defender um, if you've got someone next to him you can play I mean that was a problem at Garner I didn't want everyone to try and play like a, a pep side and you're not going to get at this level so yeah um, if Alfie sticks to the basics and does what he does well then I've got no issues with him at all yeah it'd be good to see him back like so yeah. it's, it's always nice having a uh, gas head coming up through the, the ranks to round off then, obviously we're, we're on this uh, promotion train, Russell Tester on, on Twitter, he, did, he reckons we're going to get in the, in the playoffs, but where do we think we're going to finish? I, I want to be specific, I don't want to just hear playoffs, I want an actual position, start with you, Matt. Position, um, I'm going to go I'm going to go fifth, I think top three as they are, I'm going to keep, I'm going to put Swindon four, they won 5-0 last night. They looked really good when we played them like, both times. I think Swindon have got that, you know, that, that classic where they go down to League Two, get promoted, get to League One, flirt with the playoffs of like promotions to championship, and then it all comes crashing down and the cycle starts again. So yeah, I think I think fifth and and then I'm not gonna put my neck out and say we win the playoffs, I'm gonna say we'll give it a good bloody good go. You see, can we catch Forest Green? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm a really they're gone that I discussed, but um, yeah, I mean, we've got a chance of you know top three, but realistically, we're looking at playoffs, I believe. I think fourth, um, I think we'll, we'll, we in all honesty just miss out on automatics, and then I am bang up for Swindon at Wembley. 
I'm up for 80,000 at when I did. And I think the team that drop out of last is Sutton. I think Sutton's yeah, place is up for grabs. Yeah. They poor both times we played them, in all honesty. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely one trick ponies. But, um, yeah, I think realistically, poor for me. Do we reckon it would be either Northampton or Tranmere getting the automatics? I mean, I'm, I'm not so. I think Tranmere will. Yeah. I think Tranmere, the defensive record is really good. Not rightly. Um, Northampton, I'm not sure. There's potentially a place up for grabs. Maybe Swindon could go good for that if they can get back in, if they've had their blip. Um, I think Tranmere will be well in. What about you, Jim? I'm sticking that pen. Yeah, I'm, done. I'm, I'm going to go playoffs as well. Even though I stand to win quite a lot of money if we get get the automatics. Um, yeah, I would say fifth as well. I, I think just by the sheer volume of teams that are above us still, and and teams that are equally as good form like the Mansfields and, and Exeters, I think it will just be a stretch. I mean, bitterly, bitterly disappointed if we don't get in the playoffs. Um, and I, think, I think we will do it on, on the form we've, we've got. And I think it's just a case of enjoying the ride now, isn't it? I mean, this is what being a football fan's about. We've got some big games starting with Exeter. And, I mean, that, that Newport game, I mean, that's, that's always a tasty atmosphere. And I mean, I, 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 does anyone know if Big Rog managed to get a ticket? Any uh, idea? Confirm he did not get his tickets, unfortunately. Even a shout out to the club is not enough. I mean, it's not too late. I mean, if anyone's got a ticket for the big Rog, I, I imagine he's he's well up for it. But um, yeah, let's let's round it up there, lads. I mean, we got we got a train to catch, <laughs> so um, all aboard. But yeah, just before we we head off, we ran a competition recently. I mean, it was it was a, it was a hot competition, and and we managed to get the competition out um, just in just in time. Um, Jacob Bowles, he, he won our Zane Walker shirt and, and not only did he do that everyone who took part they raised money for the the great work that the community trust do so um yeah well done jacob hopefully you see zane walker in a in a road shirt suit oh shit sorry um but yeah well done jacob and that, and that rounds it up so um yeah hope you're all in a really good mood gas heads and that we get on that promotion train and let's leave it with a big old up the gas. Up the flipping gas. Up the gas.